Certainly thankful to be here tonight. Um, it's been a it's been a good day, and um, I appreciate being back in the church house. Uh, it's a lot less people here, but uh, the Lord's here, and I uh, I appreciate getting the opportunity to be here. Uh, Terry called me yesterday morning and uh, wanted to know if I could uh, open up this evening, and I uh, my heart about hit the floor, but. Um, we talked for a few minutes, and uh, the Lord reminded me of what he did for me one day. And uh, I just, I'm thankful I had an opportunity to be here. Um, if I could, I'm going to read just something ever so quickly here. It's in, uh, it's in John chapter 3, and uh, just a few verses. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old, can he enter the womb a second time into his mother's? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that is which is born of spirit is spirit. And I'm thankful. I have a birth that I don't remember. I appreciate my family. I appreciate everything everybody's done for me. But I got a, I got a birth that I do remember. When I was 17 years old, in a, in a living room in West Virginia, I wasn't here in the church house, but God was with me. And I'm thankful that day that I got born again. The Lord saved me, and I'll never forget it. And I just appreciate the opportunity to be here. I'm thankful that I'm saved. God's been so good to me, and uh, I pray that tonight that, that God uh, will let the gospel go out and that somebody could have an opportunity to be saved. If you're here, that you answer the call, or if you're at home, you answer the call. So um, maybe i just say a quick prayer, if that's all right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just thankful for another opportunity to be here, God. God, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done for us. God, that we pray that you'll let the gospel go out tonight, God, that you may just allow it to touch someone's heart, God, that if they're saved, God, that they just and they need to get back in church, Lord, you'll let them get down and get back in church, Lord. And if, Lord, if they need the Spirit, God, that you'll just give them the opportunity to come, Lord, and that they'll answer your call. God, all, we th all these things we say in your name, amen. Now I'll turn it back over to you, Terry. Or if they got a song that they like to sing. First of all, I want to say just how thrilled I am to be back in the church. I've missed coming, but I thank God for the live stream. 
you know, when you can feel the spirit at home, it's such a blessing. And I ask y'all just to pray for us. Well, I tell you, I feel the Lord so sweet here tonight. I'm so glad to be here. 
I appreciate what I can feel. I appreciate Brad opening up like he did. I, I'll tell you, just bless my heart. I could feel the Lord in it, and God used him so good. And, uh, and then when the singers come, I appreciate Keith and, Keith and Charlene and Chrissy and Taryn. And, uh, boy, they sung, and you could feel heaven move. And, uh, I love that song that y'all sang. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad he accepted me just like it was. I couldn't change myself, but he did. I want to say just a word, and I'm going to turn it over to Trey. I'm so thankful for Trey to be here tonight. I've been looking forward to, to hearing him come back and preach for us again. I preached to someone this morning about seek, and you shall find. Ask, and you shall receive. Knock, and the door will be open. Let me tell you the other side of that. If you don't seek, you'll never find Jesus. If you don't ask, you'll never receive Jesus. If you don't knock on that door, it'll never be open for you to come through. If you want to go to heaven, you have to come God's way. He's done all the work, but you've got to come when he calls you and ask him, seek him. Well, I pray tonight that somebody does that. Pray for Trey. I appreciate him so much. I thank the Lord for him. And I, uh, after I got home today, I uh, listened to his message that he preached uh, for Crouches Creek this morning and got a blessing out of that, him and uh, Blaine and uh, Becky and uh, Mackenzie singing with him. I want you to pray for Trey tonight, and I want everybody to follow the Lord. I'd like to see somebody get saved tonight, Brother Trey. Say it's good to be here tonight, and and um, I'm I'm extra nervous tonight. Uh, I don't. Uh, some people ask me, you know, a lot about being nervous, and, and sometimes I don't get nervous. Um, but tonight I, I'm nervous, and, and when I started out preaching, I got nervous a lot because I didn't know what to expect. But uh, tonight I'm nervous because I don't want to fail him. And um, to stand in this place where uh, to preach God's word that would go out to maybe to somebody that's lost, that they would be saved. Uh, to fail in that would be a be a big failure, and I don't I don't want to fail him tonight. And I, I'm thankful for the scriptures that have that have been read, what what Brad read about, and and how Nicodemus went to Jesus by night, and and uh, I believe it was dark outside, but I believe it was dark inside too. I believe he was he was lost, and and uh, the world probably saw him as a good man. I think he. He was a, a ruler, and people esteemed him high, but he still needed the Lord. And uh, you can look through the Scripture. There are other men that the world would consider bad. They needed the Lord, too. And uh, I'm, I'm just thankful to be saved tonight. And, and I want to look uh, first in, in the book of Matthew. And uh, I don't know that I've ever preached out of this Scripture before, but uh, that, that's okay. And, and maybe read four or five verses looking... First, at verse number twenty-eight, and you pray. I just I want to be a help tonight, and and I've got such a burden to to be a help to somebody. Whether you're watching or if you're here with us, uh, you just uh, I hope you'll give your your ears and your heart to the Lord tonight. And uh, I want to tell you about why Jesus came. And uh, I want to say I'll, I'll just right from the beginning. I believe He came for me, but I also believe that He came for you. And and. Uh, I've never been able to understand there are some folks that believe that Jesus just came for a, a select or an elect few, 
but I'm glad he came for everybody. And um, I, I, it don't matter if you're here in America or uh, somewhere in China, India, you could go to any continent that's, that's in the world today. And I believe that Christ, he came there to Jerusalem and, and they led him outside of the camp and crucified him so that you could have life. But I love this. This amazes me. In verse 28, it says, Even as the Son of Man, talking about Jesus, came not to be ministered unto, and let me rephrase it this way, Jesus didn't come so that people could help him, but it says, but to minister. So Jesus didn't come so people would help him. He came to help somebody else and to minister to you and I and to his friends and those around him. And, and you talk about the heart of a servant, you have to look at Christ and it says, and to give his life a ransom for many. And he served as he walked among the earth and amongst his friends there in Jerusalem and, and around about those areas. But also, uh, and he spoke of it several times to his disciples. He said, they're going to take the Son of Man and crucify him. And it said that their eyes were blinded to those things. And, and going on in verse 29, it says, And as they departed from Jericho, uh, a great multitude followed him. There was a great host. And, and listen to what happened here. It says, And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? And they say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them. He had love towards them and saw them in their, in their position. And it says, and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. And, uh, so many times we hear the, the great, um, analogy and, and I believe it's true and it's real today. It's more than an analogy that these men, their physical eyes were open, but at the same time, God gave them spiritual sight. And, uh, the thought that I had was, uh, first off, uh, why did Jesus come? And I believe that was for me, but God gave me three questions uh, pertaining to this small passage. And the first one is who, the second one is how, and the last one is when. And uh, I believe as Jesus was traveling there, and I want to say it says that those two blind men, they sat by the wayside. And, and I believe long before this happened that Jesus knew they were going to be sitting there, that they'd be uh, in a great need and, and they'd need help. And Jesus knew that He was the one that could help them. And, and as He was going on that way, and um, they began to hear that He was coming by. And I believe what a great picture of the church that uh, when people get up to sing, and I, I'd never heard y'all sing before, but what a blessing. And people say, I didn't know they sang. And, and now people begin to speak about that and hear something about the Lord. And I believe people have been talking about Jesus and here He came. And they began to lift up their voice and say, uh, we need some help. And they said, uh, oh, uh, Son of David, have mercy on us. And, and I want to say the first question uh, was who? And I want to say uh, that was these blind men. Uh, but I want to put my name in there and say that was me uh, that was blind and needed help. And here come Jesus. And I 
I love that song down the road. Here came Jesus right on time. I want to tell you today, my friend, uh, when you're in your darkest hour, and I want to say, uh, I've never known uh, physical blindness uh, more, uh, never anything more than just shutting my natural eyes or maybe being in uh, a deep sleep. Uh, but I want to say, uh, these men had no light in their eyes. Um, uh, and I want you to know that uh, in darkness, uh, there's some scary things. And I even remember uh, being young, uh, just real small, and I'd be so afraid of the dark. And uh, if a shadow made uh, a funny look on the wall, I'd go turn the light on make sure something wasn't in there. I remember uh, my little sister Olivia, and, and uh, growing up, we'd be so mean to each other. She'd be scared of the dark, and I'd go make uh, scary noises, and she'd get scared. Uh, but I remember Dad would come into her room, and he'd say, Honey, nobody can get you that the Lord can't take care of. I'm telling you today, Jesus can help you. And uh, so that answers the first question, Who uh, would Jesus help? And I want to say that's you today. And if you're blind and you've not got spiritual sight, I want to say if you allow the Lord uh, to open your eyes, a true vision is a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't remember uh, growing up uh, being so small the first thing I ever laid eyes on. Uh, but these men, uh, when their eyes were open, they saw Jesus. Uh, they're helping them. And so the next question is how? Uh, how would Jesus do something like this? How was it possible uh, that uh, somebody who was blind and there was two of them there, uh, that a man could come by and make their eyes to be open and not just the eyelids, but I've believe the window into the body. I'm telling you, here he came. And listen to what happened in verse 34. It says, so Jesus had compassion on them. First, the Lord's got to look on you, but listen to how he did it. And it says, and he touched their eyes. I want to tell you of the how today. It takes a touch from Jesus for your eyes to be open. I'm glad when he came by and touched me as a child and just as as a child I gave my heart to him and he still knows me today he saved me and I've got good news he's keeping me today I'm unable to keep myself but his grace it reaches farther than sin I could ever go and I want to say in darkness just like Nicodemus I believe spiritually blind he came in the night he came to the right place he came to the light source of all the ages and the Bible says until the day dawns and the day star rises in our heart I'm telling you I went down in darkness and the day star rose and light came in and I've been saved and on my way to glory land I'm going to a place of the sun's not going to have to rise in the morning because I'll have my eyes set on Him throughout all of eternity Oh, that's my Lord Oh, that's Jesus today. He's the same yesterday, uh, today and forever. And so, uh, the last question is when? And I'm talking about salvation. Uh, so the who is you and I. Uh, the how is by a touch from the Master. Uh, but when? I want to tell you today, people have been preaching this uh, since John the Baptist came on the scene and he began preaching and telling them and the people were amazed uh, that a man uh, that dressed like a wild man, uh, he lived uh, out in the woods and ate locusts and wild honey. He came on the scene and he said, and God told him, preach that uh, you must repent uh, 
Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is at hand and something that's at hand and it's something you can grab and get a hold of. I'm glad I got acquainted with the kingdom as just a young child. Uh, but uh, people been preaching that. Uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. I want to tell you, uh, the wind, uh, it ought to be right now. A <laughs> uh, time is running out. Uh, you may never get another opportunity. And I'm glad that God spoke to me time and time and time again. He was merciful to me. Uh, but that night, and I'm glad to be here at Lima Missionary Baptist Church. And let me share this years ago. Uh, there were just a few people that began to meet in the houses. And God laid a church on their heart. And they uh, began taking in pennies. And you'd say, that ain't enough. Uh, that won't get it done. Uh, look at what God's gave us here at Lima Church. Uh, 2020. And I love this building. We've got a beautiful baptistry. We've got microphones. We've got beautiful pews. This sacred desk is amazing. Oh, but more than that, we've got Jesus in this place. He's alive and the tomb is empty. Oh, Jesus wants to save you and he wants to save you now. And so that's the answer. Oh, when, listen to what he says. After Jesus touched them, they immediately received their sign. Oh, when I got saved, I I was sitting here on, on the front bench and that night I was so sick and scared uh, down in my soul I laid down on the front bench and I covered my eyes because I was terrified uh, but when I got to Jesus uh, one touch from Him and all the sin was gone I was healed and my eyes were open and so that's the message tonight uh, uh, just like these blind men you and I uh, need a touch from God and if you'll come to Him and don't missed the question. He asked him, he said, what would you have me to do? They said that we would receive our sight if you'll come to God knowing that you're in darkness. And let me share just a little bit of a story and then I'll turn over to our pastor. And uh, just uh, just over a year ago, uh, Emily was here with me in church and, and she thought she'd been saved. And I just accepted that because I, I just believed her. And I believe we ought to believe people. But uh, I began to preach that Sunday morning I believe January 27th of last year and I began to wonder maybe she was under conviction and I could see that on her and church dismissed she never made a move and we left and we were planning on going back to Tennessee and we stopped to eat and, and all the whole way to where we were going to eat I started asking her I said uh, did you feel anything today and she said you asked me that every time we went to church she said I couldn't wait for you to ask me she said I was so embarrassed because I'd come with the preacher and I was the one that was lost and I said Emily it don't matter about me you've got to be right with God I wish you would have came and we talked and talked so long sitting in the car they began to call us wondering where we were we went inside the whole entire meal God was still speaking with her and so afterwards we talked and she decided she wanted to come back here she said I've got to get things figured out and 
Uh, we came in, me and Emily. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa sat down on the front bench. And she said, I don't know if I need to just make things right with God or if I need to get saved. And Grandpa began to talk and began to witness. She said, hold on a minute. She said, I know I'm lost. She said, I need to get saved. I'm in darkness. And I remember Grandpa said, this may sound strange, but praise the Lord that you know you're in darkness. He said, do you want to pray? And here she come and knelt down and she gave her heart and life to the Lord and got up with power and said, I've got saved. My eyes have been opened. And so that's the little message tonight. If you would come, I don't know who's got a song. I'll leave that up to you. But you come help an invitation. Uh, somebody's in dire need. You come right on. I'll get out of your way. Uh, somebody needs him. If you're lost, whether you're here or whether you're somewhere else, you need him. You better be in a hurry. The wind may be the most important part. If you wait until it's too late, you'll never get another opportunity. I'm glad I made uh, my preparations as a six-year-old boy. I've been saved ever since in my eyes. Uh, they were open, so I'll turn over uh, to our good pastor. Thankful for the word tonight. And boy, that's powerful preaching. That's right out of heaven. That's, that's Holy Ghost preaching. And God's power is here in such a great way, and there's conviction here. And Somebody needs to get saved. Maybe somebody here in the house. Maybe somebody out that's listening and watching. And I'm telling you what, uh, boy, what a powerful message. And, and let me tell you this, and uh, there was an element of what Trey preached tonight, and I thought, well, that tied into what I preached this morning about asking you shall receive. You imagine, imagine with me, think about this. What would those blind man men have missed if they wouldn't have called on Jesus when he was passing by? Brother Brad, if they wouldn't ask him to open their eyes, uh, he wouldn't have done it. He's not an intruder, uh, but when he comes by and when he gets our attention, if we'll come and seek him, uh, we can have him. Now, I wonder who's got a song to sing. Anybody got a song to sing? If you do, that'd be great. We'd like, like somebody sing songs you feel like it. And it don't matter, just follow your hearts. Just any of you's got a song to sing, you're welcome. Okay. If you do, even if you don't have a song, we're going to have an invitation anyway. And I'm not going to sing, but we're still going to have an invitation. Uh, I'd like for us all to stand. You got a song to sing, huh? Okay. Uh, I'd like for us all to stand and, uh, I've uh, done this this morning. feel like doing it again tonight. Uh, I'd like for us all to come in the altar and pray. We can leave enough space between us. We can social distance if that's what it's about. But I'd like for everybody to come in the altar and pray. If you're saved, I'd like for you to come and, and pray for the lost. I believe we got a real burden for the lost tonight. I guess I, I guess I got as heavy a burden for the lost as I've ever had in my whole life. I'd like for us to come in and gather around and pray while she sings. And if you're lost, I'd like for you to come pray for yourself. Come mind the Lord. Why, why is she saying? Gracious Heavenly Father. When I fell. Gracious Heavenly Father. I made this gold mine. I was a stranger.
Kendrick got saved. And you know why? He heard the gospel. God knocked at his heart. And he responded. And he asked. And now he's received. He asked and now he's received. Boy, praise the Lord. Now, I expect that there's folks out there watching and listening that's rejoicing with us. And praise God. And you should be. But I also suspect that there's some that's looking and saying, boy, I need that. Well, I'll tell you what, you can feel that. I, I believe people could feel that all over the world if they watching this, uh, this broadcast tonight. Praise the name of God. I believe there's people out there, and, and uh, uh, did you finish your song? You want to finish it? Okay, don't matter. But I believe there's people out there that's listening uh, that needs to get down and pray. Maybe some of you is already down praying. But I believe there's people out there that needs to, to get down and pray and call on God. I'm telling you what. Kendrick come and he meant business. Boy, he got serious with the Lord. He asked the Lord to save him and the Lord saved him. And you heard his testimony. I asked him, I said, what happened? He said, I got saved. Well, I never will forget that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's heaven moving, buddy. Uh, I'm telling you what, coronavirus crisis or not, this will be a night that will be remembered in our lives, and especially his, but all of us. As long as I'm alive and in my right mind, I won't forget what's happened tonight. <laughs> at Lima Missionary Baptist Church with this little handful here and a, a whole bunch of people out there praying but I'm telling you what there's some other folks praying I believe there's some other folks out there praying and I tell you what when you get satisfied when you get to a point where you know you're saved I'd like for you to let us know and uh, uh, I believe tonight that there's people that's been wrestling with it, people that's uh, maybe got saved already and uh, needs to uh, just come uh, accept it uh, own it, take it, know it's yours. And, uh, uh, you know, just like Trey's telling about his experience, and we could see uh, Kendrick's experience, and I know my own experience. When I got saved, uh, I didn't say anything about it that night. It was on a Saturday night having church then. I didn't even say anything about it. And on the way home, the devil told me, he said, you didn't get saved. You just, you better not tell it. You better keep it to yourself. You better keep it to yourself. And I said, oh. So I prayed. I said, God, if I'm not saved 
Uh, help me, I need, to, I need to know I'm saved. But God, God took me back and reminded me of some things. He reminded me how bad I felt before that release and that weight come off of me. He reminded me how bad I felt, how awful it, excuse me, how awful it was. He reminded me of that peace that I felt when he come in. And he took me back to that. And I thought, well, that's it. And I said, devil, leave me alone. I am saved. So if you're out there and you're wrestling with it, go back to that. And if you've got a time and a place and if you've got peace in your life and you can feel joy there and God made a change in you, uh, don't let the devil cheat you out of your blessings. Declare it. I'm saved. And let the, let the world rejoice with you like we're rejoicing with Kennedy. Okay. Y'all say whatever you want to. I'm talking a lot. I know some of y'all want to say something. Go ahead. I'm just thankful for being here tonight. It's been a burden for a long time. Man, me too. I'm so thankful that he answered the call. Amen. Well, that's right. And I've, I've had a burden for him for a long time. And I, I've got some other folks who've had a burden uh, for a long time for, but I, boy, I'm telling you what, you talk about putting you up on the mountaintop. When one of them comes and gets you, and there's others that I'm praying for tonight that do the same thing Kendrick did. All right. One of the rest of you, any of you, want to say something, go ahead. Follow your heart. Amen. Your children, your grandchildren. Yeah. Amen. Financially, God, sure. everything. But right. This is the most important. You know, yeah. I'm so thankful for tonight. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. All right. Probably the best birthday I've ever had. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a happy birthday. That, it, it probably already was happy, but that made it happier a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I like what Keith said, best birthday I ever had, probably. Yeah. Amen. I can see that. Anybody else? Keith and I share the same birthday, and now Kendrick shares a spiritual birthday with us. He's got a spiritual birthday on your national birthday, don't yeah. Amen. Well, God sure knows what he's doing, and I thank him. Anybody else? All right. Everybody's done. I guess it's time to come to a close. You know, as you get this happy, you just hate to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If nothing else, we're going to just say praise the Lord and go praying and come praying. And we hope to get some more good news in the next few days, other folks coming to Jesus. So we'll say that's it. We'll, we'll conclude it right there, fellas. <laughs>